Hello and welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast. This is a place where we share how love can transform negative emotions and pain into strength. We talk about all things related to love, positivity, and kindness. And I am your host, Corinne Kamara. Welcome to episode 15, From Hormonal Imbalances to Graceful Aging. Dr. Kira Barr is a leader in women's medicine, creating a bridge between hormones, skin, and mind-body medicine to optimize women's midlife experience. A fierce patient advocate and completely dedicated to uncovering the root cause of hormonal imbalances, Dr. Barr empowers women worldwide to take control of their health and their hormones in menopause. As the creator of the Resilient Health Institute, she is an international speaker, best-selling author, clinical educator, and considered a leading authority on women's health. Dr. Barr helps women see themselves differently and giving themselves permission to be who they truly are, not just what society or the beauty industry thinks they should be. In this episode, Dr. Barr gives us some great golden nuggets on how to take care of our bodies, pay attention to our skin, and how to age gracefully. A subject I love, who doesn't want to look youthful and radiant? I know I do. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast. Kira, it's so good to have you. How are you? I am amazing. How are you? Good. Thank you. So we're just going to jump right into your story. So we're going to, I'm going to ask you what your love lesson is. And the love lesson is a painful life experience or something that brought you to your knees that made you have a profound transformation. And in that transformation, you decided to then help people on a journey of healing as well. Yes. Um, we'd like to think I, that we don't want that kind of a lesson, but I think the greatest gifts come out of those experiences. And for me, it was about eight years ago and I was in working in academics and I thought I was at the height of my career and um, I thought everything was going right. I was exercising and doing all the things, but I started to experience a lot of symptoms and I knew that things were not going so right. Um, I was noticing I was bloated all the time and I was having migraines and, you know, I just didn't feel comfortable in my body. And at the same time, there are a lot of growing and changing lesions on my skin. And I'm a dermatologist, that's my background. So um, my thought was, oh, you just cut it out and forget about it. Um, Until there was a particular spot that turned out to be melanoma. So Mm -hmm. as a dermatologist whose focus of my practice was skin cancer and melanoma, having to diagnose yourself with that is really um, not ideal. And that kind of was the tip of the iceberg. And my health really started to fall apart after that. As I mentioned, I was a lot of, um, I didn't really know what was happening at the time with all the changes. It turns out gut 
gut issues, hormonal issues. And um, it really led me into where I am now because I was going to my traditional medicine colleagues and I just wasn't getting the help that I needed. They just wanted to give me prescriptions and pills. And I discovered that I really had to slow down and listen to my body. And that was the biggest lesson. Instead of just pushing and pushing and doing more, I really just had to stop and allow Mm. and um, learned how to reduce the toxic burden in my body, make adjustments in my diet, shifted my internal terrain um, and really understand that underlying it all was the hormonal imbalance. Mm-hmm. And that really led me to why I'm so passionate about the focus of my work right now, because I'm focusing on women and hormones and helping them feel comfortable in their body and feeling beautiful at a time when, you know, they don't normally feel so beautiful because their body is changing and that's during the time of menopause. So it's really become my mission to pay it forward because of the lessons that I did learn. So, Yeah. And did you transition the way you work? Were you working more in a clinical setting and decided to do more of a virtual practice like you're doing now? Oh my goodness, yeah. So I was academics. I was in an office. um, And when this started happening, there was a lot of some some other life transitions as well, which afforded an opportunity to leave that practice. And that, um, that was the end of my academic career. I started working virtually after that. And it really gave me the flexibility and the freedom to rediscover who I was um, and rediscover what mattered most to me. And, and I think because I found that, you know, we, we teach best what we need to learn the most. Right. And so for me, how did I wind up in the situation I was in? I was stressed out. I was not happy. And so learning more about mind-body medicine, and I bring that into my practice with um, the women that I work with. So yeah, it's completely changed the way that I, that I approach my work. Did you, so what were some of the rituals that you learned during this time that you now teach your clients? So the biggest thing is taking notice right? Like when you take notice, you can take action. So it really boils down to mindfulness. And, you know, as a dermatologist, my focus has always been the skin, right? So you're, as your largest organ, I think most people think of their skin when something shows up on it, that it's a burden. It's a, it's a nuisance. Oh my God, why is this happening? Like I have a big event. Why am I breaking out? And I love to help women reframe that that what's showing up on your skin is really your body's way of sending you a message. That's, that's why my, I named my book, The Skin Whisper. Like your body, your skin is sending you messages all the time. The goal is to hear them when they're just a whisper, not a shout. And so when you see things on your skin, there are clues that your body needs something more from you. You know, it's, a, it's from a place of curiosity rather than frustration. Like your body's amazing. Your skin is amazing. It's, it's breaking out or doing all these things because it, it, it needs your help. Yeah, I totally relate. I pretty much, one of the reasons why I'm a healthcare provider is because I had acne as a teenager, like really bad acne. Like my whole entire face was covered with whiteheads and it was so intense and it took me years to figure out how to take care of my skin and eat, stop eating certain foods. Like yeah. it really became a, a labor of, of study. You're right. And 
I would eat something and it would come out the next day. And I'm like, oh, I can't eat dairy. Like, the next day I'll break out. It was crazy. Yeah. Dairy is a big one. And a lot of that has to do with it upregulates a certain hormone that stimulates those oil glands. And so not everyone is vulnerable, but, but dairy and sugar are big ones. But I think, you know, to your point and in, in your experience, it's been underestimated the impact, the emotional um, impact that skin what shows up on your skin has on our emotion, uh, on our well-being, and I really want to um, bring more attention to that because the brain and the skin are so intimately connected. Like what shows up on your skin can affect your mood. What shows up in your in your mood can affect your skin, um, and we really need to tend to our whole being, mind, body, and skin, especially as women are transitioning to perimenopause and menopause when things are just out of whack, and when hormones are declining, there's a lot of women experience increased anxiety and they think that there's something, they're doing something wrong, but it's really not their fault, but they need the tools to be able to, to help get through that time. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a interesting time because I'm not perimetopausal yet, but I'm knocking on the door and it's interesting because a lot of my clients are in that space and I think it's the in-between space between um, menopause that I find a lot of women are struggling. Because yeah. it's, it's approaching and already their imbalances are so are so um, intense in terms of diet and how they take care of themselves that those the perimodal the in between years can be very hard on them. It's absolutely true, and I think you know menopause is like a milestone. It's a day in time, right? It's that day twelve months after you've had your last period, and you know, perimenopause is this nebulous area. It could be 10 to 12 years. So right. women starting in their mid thirties could already be entering that stage of life. And I was, I had no idea. And the issue is that progesterone really starts to drop before any of your other hormones. And progesterone is the great calmer. It's the one that helps us feel more relaxed, helps us sleep at night. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, you know, you're feeling incredibly more anxious and you're not sleeping and you're like, what's going on? Nothing has changed your hormones have shifted and it's, you know, you're not losing your mind. It's real. And yes, diet and lifestyle can make a big difference. At some point we do need some replenishment, but, right. um, but yeah, it, it can start earlier than most of us may appreciate. Especially when they're trying to get pregnant during those times. Absolutely. I know that was true for me. I had no idea. I'm like, why am I not getting pregnant? What, what's happening? And because of the stress, and that's where stress plays such a big role, that um, that dog in the background, <laughs> like my my third child, um, that stress plays such a big role in shifting hormones, and that's why I, I do pay so much attention to how women are managing their stress because when your stress hormone cortisol goes up, oh, yeah. your sex hormones are going right in the bucket, so really yeah. important to pay attention to. It's one of my biggest things with women that are trying to get pregnant is how to de-stress, like finding ways to create routines in your life, eating, lifestyle, meditation, because it definitely makes a difference. Movement, yoga, all of those things. So, oh my gosh, fascinating study about yoga that I just came across. So, Oh, really? Yes. So we know that, you know, yoga makes us feel good, but right. in terms of skin, they actually did a study 
and with the, um, the asanas uh, and the pranayamic, the breathing, what they found is that it actually decreased the protein, the formation of what we call accelerated glycation end products. And when you eat a lot of sugar or food is prepared in a way like um, roasting or grilling, it can create a process called glycation and form these accelerated glycation end products that bind to your collagen and your elastin and make them stiff and inelastic. And when that happens, it shows up as those wrinkles and fine lines. So doing yoga literally can make can you make younger, look younger. Yeah. 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 So another well, plug for yoga, I got to put it back on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I do yoga, but you know, that makes sense. Cause when you look at yogis, that have been doing yoga for years, they look yeah. great. They look radiant, their mm. skin looks good. I mean, so there is something to be said about that for sure. Well, 100% and the other thing, you know, just breathing, that's one of the, the things that, you know, someone asked me, what is your, what is your top tip, right? What, what can I do in this moment? It's like, just breathe, just mm. breathe. Because I think when we think about stress management, it stresses us out to think, oh shoot, I gotta put one more thing on my to-do list. Right. But you're already breathing, and it's just a matter of taking notice of how you're breathing. Mm -hmm. Is it in your chest or is it in your belly? Are you, are you breathing more rapid or is it shallow? And breathing, I mean, I'm preaching to the choir. You know. I know, but, but the, right? the listeners it, now know. <laughs> but but that those nice deep breaths, it yeah. activates the vagus nerve, turns on that rest and relaxation response. And I think that's another reason that yogis probably look radiant and glowing because they're constantly taking those amazing, breaths. delicious breaths that mm -hmm. is activating their relaxation response. And so, you know, because stress, the cortisol hormone or primary stress hormone, it totally will chew up your collagen, which, yeah. you know, again, that's what gives us that youthful glow. So another plug for yoga. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's amazing for me. I like I am always thinking about every day I should do yoga. I should do yoga. I mean, I used to do it six times a day. I was pretty. Wow. I was pretty hardcore for a minute there. <laughs> wow. You know what I found um is lately getting out of bed and just doing a few sun salutations because mm -hmm. when I get out of bed, I'm really stiff, and I always get such a kick out of. You know, I can't touch my toes when I first get out of bed and then I do a few and I'm like, oh my God, I can touch my toes. <laughs> it's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, absolutely. It definitely, it definitely helps with flexibility and just mindset and all of that. Yeah. So how do you work with your clients virtually? Is it like, because I mean, I've never imagined going to a dermatologist without them actually seeing me. Yeah, well, that's the beauty of the work that I do now because I've shifted the focus of my work. I'm a dermatologist by training and I will use the skin as a, a powerful tool, mm -hmm. but I'm really working with women to support them through their transition to menopause and beyond with replenishing their hormones and working on mindset. Okay. So I don't necessarily, it makes it really easy because it's just really getting to know what's happening in their life, mm. helping them and supporting them in that way. Oh, and then I, I give them to my colleagues to give them the head to toe. I mean, I will teach you all day long how to check your own skin because that's really a life-saving tool. But in terms of actually the practice of dermatology, I've shifted away from that because I feel so drawn to supporting women um, in this way as we transition because I'm there myself. And I know, I know how significant um, 
balancing your hormones can be for productivity, for your relationships, not just with others, but with yourself. You don't feel like your foot is constantly on the gas and, and you cannot find the break. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, um, I think I can't, I can't imagine not being centered. Like whenever I'm in an anxious space, it's so hard to get anything done. It really mm -hmm. is. And you feel, you just, that's the most common thing that I hear women say is they just don't feel like themselves. And believe me, I know exactly what that's like. And it's really uncomfortable to feel physically uncomfortable in your body because you've gained weight or you're having hot flashes and the warm rushes. And then emotionally to not feel comfortable in your body because you're anxious, you're not sleeping, you're moody. Um, and it doesn't have to be that way. It really doesn't. Yeah, so. that's wonderful. I'm, I'm so happy that you're doing this work because it's an it's an age. I mean, it could like, like you said, it could be up to 15, 10 years and mm -hmm. you start to feel like you're going crazy. Yeah. And life's too short. I mean, women spend about a third of our lives in a sex hormone deficient state. We got a lot of living to do. And I have to say, women are the biggest contributors to the workplace and society in their 40s and 50s and if they're feeling like they're dragging it's going to be hard so yeah. that's all the more reason to i mean women let's you know rule the world here so we need to make sure we're feeling good <laughs> a little boost <laughs> all right so i'm going to go in so, to, into some infinite love questions so okay. how do you use love in your work that's a great i love this question um Number one, I have to show myself love first to know that I'm, I'm doing good, like just showing up and then paying that forward and just being completely present for the woman that I'm working with. Nice. I love that. That she can feel seen and heard. Yeah. How does your work, how do you use your work or how do you feel your work is used to uplift humanity? Oh my gosh. I think when, 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 <laughs> when women are moody and not feeling good, uh, watch out. So I feel like being able to help women feel more centered and balanced so they can share their gifts with the world is going to help humanity. Yeah, so true. So what does it mean for you to be a positive force of goodness in the world? I think showing up um, authentically uh, and being more aligned, uh, so that I can give, you can't pour from an empty cup. Right. So, um, I think that's, yeah. Okay. And how do you, um, how do you say, what would you say that you love most about your life? The infinite possibilities. Nice. I, I like every day new things are coming and I tell you I wasn't always this I was miss skeptical Sally like I but I think it's it's just all the amazing possibilities everything's an opportunity yeah I love that how do you feel you receive love mm. my first thought is like my love language is touch um so yeah, a big hug. I, I, I receive love by undivided attention, like being seen and, mm -hmm. and touched. Yeah. Okay. And when do you feel the most love? When I am in community. Uh, you know, it's funny, COVID, I was going to say like, you know, the, the, this virtual thing, a lot of people have 
struggled with it, but I have found I've been able to connect in a greater way, in a bigger way, and I love that. And I think that really fills fills me up. Is nice. being in community. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely. It's a it has its plus and minuses, but the idea that you can help anyone around the world is so amazing because it's, yeah. we all not everyone has the resources or the ability to meet people in in their local area. So this is such a nice way to just meet someone, you know, you can have a client in England or in Africa or in Asia. And I just love the fact that it becomes like, we'll be able to touch people's lives all around the world. Yeah. I was in a conference recently and there was, you know, it was just a mass love fest, right? Cause you're meeting people and, and it's just, it's energizing. I think when we are so isolated to be able to on your own terms, that's a beautiful thing too. That's another, I think silver lining is we can connect on our terms. If we don't want to leave our house, we don't have to. If we don't want to turn on our camera, we don't have to. And so I think that's that idea of taking notice of, of how you're feeling in your body and, and nourishing yourself in the way that you need to be nourished. Yeah, absolutely. And then the last one is when or where has love created a miracle in your life? I think, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is my husband. <laughs> He's, because it, it, it was one of those things where, you know, you weren't looking. And now that I am more familiar with law of attraction, I, I know that, that that was meant to be. But um, he has helped me see what I can't see about me. And I'm grateful that he holds up that mirror for me. Oh, that's to help so me love myself more. So I'm grateful for that. And how long have you guys been married? Um, 21 years. We've been together 25. Wow. And he still gives me butterflies. I am, I am like, I'm such a sap, but he's, I'm, I'm, I feel very fortunate. That is very fortunate. Yeah. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I know well, I'm like tears in my eyes. He's out of town, so I'm missing him a lot. But um, but yeah, no, he's a sweetheart. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. I'm so happy that you have, and you have two kids, right? I've got two kids, two teenagers. Oh lord. Oh my gosh, they are, but they are amazing. They're amazing. Um, one is driving, and that's a little scary and horrifying. But <laughs> <laughs> she's a good driver. She's a good driver. But it that's is amazing cool. how fast it goes. Right. It's a, amazing. Like I don't have kids, but when I look at my brothers, I'm amazed that they're getting older, even though I'm getting older too, right. in my mind, they're still little boys. And so yeah. when I see them as grown men, I'm just like, but I was helping how did you this read. Happen? Like, how are you? And then I'm like, oh, but I'm getting older too. I <laughs> so. know that's the only bummer. My girlfriend sent me a picture of, of the, of the kids. It was at a pumpkin patch. It was nine years ago. I'm like, they're so little and now they're so big. And then I thought, oh my God, that means I'm older too. <laughs> <laughs> In my mind, I'm still the same age. But. Yeah, I think in my mind, I will always just be 35. I'm just going to stay at 35. So but 35 was a good year. <laughs> it wasn't a good year, but I just liked how I transformed that year. 35 was in my mind, I'm an adult now. Like, mm. I'm going to step into my womanhood and become the woman I want to be. Yeah. And every year has gotten better and better. But um, so let's see, I'm turning 40 in a few months. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, 40, 40 is good. Well, 40, I mean, 40 was actually the beginning of when all my health issues started. So it wasn't great. Um, but, <laughs> I'm like, uh -oh. <laughs> but, um, but that's honestly because I was, I wasn't paying, I wasn't tuning into me. I wasn't mm. paying attention. And I think that's the key. That's the lesson 
Like yeah. listen to your body instead of, I was running ultra marathons at the time and I was just pushing, pushing, pushing. And I didn't realize that I literally was running myself into the ground because my body was talking to me. I had chronic pain. My hormones were just like, my cycles were going crazy and um, I just wasn't paying attention. So uh, just listen. And yeah. your 40s yeah. will be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's such an important thing to tell people because I really feel like having that intuition and having that relationship with yourself, like having that love affair with yourself, like really right. loving who you are and appreciating who you are and paying attention to what's happening in your body for sure. Because those are the times where, oops, like I didn't realize that was happening or my hair is falling out. Like even I feel like you're so right. There's always these nuances with your body that your bodies, our bodies are always talking to us for sure. They always are. And your skin really, that's the beautiful thing. I, you know, it's the, I would say it's like, it's the largest and the best, like the organ. I'm a little, you know, biased because I studied it for so long, but your skin is the most outward thing that you can see when your hair is falling out. Like it, it could be clues, stress, you know, your thyroid, mm -hmm. um, when things show up on your skin, you're, you know, what's, what's happening. And it, Oftentimes things show up on your skin first before they show up on the lab test, mm. right? Um, so it, I think it's, it's so key. It's so key to be familiar with yourself. I always tell everyone, you know, once a month, party in your birthday suit looking for any uninvited guests. So you look yourself over head to toe. This is really for skin cancer and melanoma, but look yourself over head to toe between your fingers and your toes because things show up. <laughs> and if you're not looking for it, they can evolve and, and cause trouble down the line. So your skin is a great um, ally in your yeah. life to tell you what's going on. Absolutely. Like I had a weird like eczema on the back of my neck. I've never had eczema. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this was also the, the month I should preface this. Like I've been very good with my diet my whole life since I was 20, like no processed foods, no sugar. I was very clean. And then I think it was 36, my 36 year, I was like, F it. I'm just going to eat whatever. I'm tired of having restricted diet. So for three months, I ate everything. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, gluten, dairy, meat. I just went cake. I haven't had cake in like 20 years. Oh, and then wow. within, within three months, I had eczema on the back of my neck. Wow. It was like huge and it was itchy and raw. And I was like, what is happening? And then one of my friends was like, um, it's because you're eating all the stuff that you know, you normally don't eat. And it doesn't work for your body, et cetera, et cetera. And I cleaned up my diet and it went away. Yeah, that gut-skin connection. It's like the mind, the gut, the skin. And it's so interesting because, you know, <clears throat> when I was going through training, you know, we were taught diet doesn't have anything to do with, do with your skin. But if you look back at the literature in the 1930s, there were two dermatologists, Stokes and Pillsbury, who really made the brain-gut-skin connection and then was just swept under the rug. But thankfully there's now it's not just anecdotal there's a lot of evidence and research to to back up the concept of leaky skin leaky gut and uh hopefully it'll just continue and yeah yeah Maybe. and it's also people should also i think pay attention like i don't know even if there are studies or not studies i think it's important especially like when you suffer from acne and eczema mm -hmm. and things that are very very like itchy and uncomfortable it's to start to to trace like where is this coming from and how and where and why and people just live with it. I have a friend that has eczema on her hands and she's just like, I just have eczema. I'm like, really? Yeah. You know? Well, that's always the question. Like, does it bother you? 
you know, if it bothers me, it doesn't matter. This is, you know, when I was in clinic. Yeah. So it's like, it, it might bother me, it might bother you. You know, it, it really depends if it bothers you. It's your quality right. of life. Right. And we're going to push the treatment and make recommendations based on you because the outcome really is determined by the patient. Right. And I know this because I can be a very non-compliant patient at times. And if I'm not getting the outcome that I want, I know that it's on me. Right. Um, and I have to be willing to deal with the consequences. You know? Absolutely. People want, have to want to change and have to want to get better and are willing and have yeah. to be committed to do the work. Yeah. And it's hard work. I mean, I, it's not, you know, we say things like, oh, just change your diet or, you know, all the things. And like, it does. It takes dedication and it's not a straight road. I used to get really frustrated. People say like, I healed my gut in six weeks or, you know, I balanced my hormones in two weeks. I'm like, really, why is it taking me months or years? <laughs> because it's totally, it's, it's like an up and down thing. And anyone who tells you it's an overnight quick fix is just full of it. Yeah. They're lying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're lying. I mean, there's no way. I mean, no. even, and also like in terms of skin, products, all that stuff. I'm just like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Like I spent thousands of dollars on products yeah. and it didn't really, it was, it's really from the inside out. Absolutely. It absolutely is. And that's really what started this journey for me is it really is getting your glow from the inside out, feeling beautiful. Like you, you, you phrased it so eloquently earlier in the conversation, but learning to love yourself. And again, not always easy depending on the day. Um, but I think we just start again and know that we're worth it, that we're okay. And that's, you know, one of the other things that I have found so helpful is self-compassion and just yes. grounding ourselves. Like in the moment when you don't feel good, you can put, you know, just ground your somewhere and just be like, in this moment, you're breathing, you're safe, you're okay. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And you can just reset. Right. <clears throat> Um, Self-compassion has been my mantra this year because <laughs> it's been a hard year for everyone and it's yeah. been only one day at a time. I can only <laughs> focus on one day at a time. Yeah, for sure. Because every day is a new disaster of something and it's been a very, I had to learn how to self-soothe more than ever. And I think a lot of people would say the same because this year has been a doozy. It has been a doozy and it's not, unfortunately it's not over. And I feel like things are about to ramp up in a direction that is not where we want to go with the resurgence of the pandemic and, and the yeah. election coming and all the things. So it is, it's challenging. It's really challenging. My hope is that people are finding ways to soothe themselves that, that don't sabotage themselves and make them feel worse. But yeah, you know, absolutely. I also think that not beating yourself up for having that extra glass of wine or the chocolate or the cake, like it's okay. You know, like you can just start over. Although that said, one of my favorite prescriptions to give is wine and chocolate. If you give yourself an upgrade, <laughs> biodynamically grown wine with low plus size. And like, you know, like I still, I don't know how you did not eat cake for 20 years. I've just found ways to make cake without the gluten and minimal sugar, but like, yeah. I have to have my cake. <laughs> I don't like cake. I mean, out of uh, all, I, I, I'm more into tarts, like okay. apple tarts with okay. um, like the French style. Mm. I'm all like, I like fruity desserts. So for me, cake was always so heavy and I was, I was never a fan. Like ice yeah. cream, I was never a fan. 
Yeah. But like my, my husband and my son, they're more fruit and, and they'll pie for, for yeah. their, um, for their birthday. They want pie. And it's just like, all right, more cake pie. for me. <laughs> I love pie. Pie is good. I was really good. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. So how can people find you? Well, um, on my website, drkirabar.com. And um, I'm not super active on social, but on Instagram at drkirabar. And yeah, and my book, The Skin Whisperer is on Amazon. It really outlines a journey um, focusing on skin cancer prevention, but it really is a roadmap to create resilient health no matter what you're going through. So it's a really easy read. And it's, it's I, I just think it is a good foundational roadmap for, for anyone who's struggling. Awesome. Thank you so much. And Thank you. Check out, check out her work, ladies out there that are looking for skincare. Do you also work with men or just men, just women? Right now, my focus is the women. Okay. Um, that could change. There are some very happy husbands out there. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Well, have a great rest of your day. It was Thank a pleasure you. speaking with you today. You as well. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and tune in on Tuesdays for new episodes. For more information about me, please follow me on Instagram at Corinne J. Camara and my website, CorinneCamara.com. Sending you lots of infinite love.